Welcome everybody to another episode of the Single Guys Podcast. Welcome, it's welcome. Jason and Desmond, and we are two single guys, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we had a previous show that was a bit more serious. We talked about tech, but as the name of our show is the Single Guys, let's talk about being single. True to the name. True to the name. So why are we single, Des? Wow. <laughs> How to answer that question? Uh, I would say it's a lot of reasons, don't you think? Yeah, uh, it, I mean, I've got seem, my reasons. Yeah, it does seem harder nowadays. Yes. So why is it so hard to date? Although, well, like, what are some of the more, I don't know, more difficult ex- aspects of dating current in the current environment? Let's not, let's not talk about dating under social distancing rules, but just dating in general. Like, what have you found difficult? I can share some of my views. What, yeah. what, how's it been like for you? Well, I think, especially from my side, a lot of the things that I found difficult was... Alright, so backtrack, you know, 10 years, uh, when I went to UK uh, for university, um, I quite liked the, uh, you know, the, the, the open-minded nature of a lot I of I know, people. right? <laughs> so that's one of, the, one of the important aspects that, you know, once you get an exposure to... You just never go back. Yep. <laughs> it's just a little bit hard. You know, not, not to talk smack about you know, the people in Asia and things like this, but you know, there definitely will be a difference in, t- in, in, in terms of mindset, in terms of you know, them doing things. It's a lot more liberal. That's uh, how you would say in the West. Uh, definitely a lot more liberal. And it's not more controlling. Especially if, if you look in terms of, uh, especially at, let's say, you know, um, a lot of the Asian cultures, um, you are restricted a lot of times. Well, th- that's the thing. I mean, when I was in Australia, I dated other Asian girls, but it didn't. It they didn't bring the Asian culture with them in that sense. Yeah. They didn't bring the strict upbringing. They didn't bring the parental concerns when it came to dating. Like I remember dating. Well, I wasn't. We weren't a couple, but I was dating. Two. There's two different girls. Okay, so one is a girl who was from Indonesia, and she's rich, she had a car, Mm. personalized plate number, and I remember I was a broke-ass student, I didn't have money, (laughs) but that didn't stop us from dating, like, I drove a car, we went out, you know, and then there was another situation where it was a Singaporean girl who also had a car, who picked me up for dates. <laughs> hey. Dude, you're pretty international, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a taste of basically two extremes, right? So, uh, so uh, one of my serious relationships was with um, someone who's actually well, what they call the BBC. So she, she's a British-born Chinese. So I've never had that. Like, I've always had the pure from one country type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the local ones. So, so okay, well, what was it about this BBC? Right, it's, it's great because... Um, okay, so here's a little backstory. So, she basically has um, five sisters. They're a family Whoa. of all girls. All six girls in the family, um, raised by a single mom. 
and you 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 can't imagine the kind of uh, that's too much female influence in yep, one family. A lot of uh, supposedly chaos in the family. Uh -huh. You've got six girls in the family, <laughs> seven including the mom, right? So it can get a little bit chaotic. But the one thing that I really, really you know uh, um, loved about this family was they were all very independent, right? Because they grew up sort of like we are a dad, mm. and they had they had no choice to, mm. right? They had no choice but to be independent. Wait, wait, wait! Did you date? Like the oldest, the youngest, the one in the middle. I like the one in the middle. The one in the middle. What the number? One in the middle. Uh, she was number four. Number four. Number so, four out of six. So she didn't have the the pampered youngest one. She didn't no. have the detached older responsible one. She was right in the middle. Yep, she was right in the middle. Okay, and that's what I really loved about her. In the sense that she was very independent, and it's. You know, especially when you're in university, right? Uh, coming up, growing up from Brunei and, and going overseas, you know, uh, as part of your further education, it's a huge, huge jump. Yep. Such a huge gap. Here, you're basically being spoon-fed a lot of the times. And once you go abroad, it's, guess what? You've got to do things on your own. You've got to research on your own. You've got to read on your own, learn on your own. Mm. And, you know, when you, when you, when you get... A um, sudden exposure to this, or when you're expected to do this on your own, you take things to the extreme because you're not you're not controlled. Meaning, in a sense, here, let's say when you go to from five, uh, secondary school or from six, you have to go to school every single day. Yep. There is pretty much up to you. The university doesn't really care because yep. you've already paid your school fees. Exactly, <laughs> and that's what's most important to them. So whether or not you attend the classes. They don't really care. In fact, they would like you to fail and continue paying more school fees. Exactly. So, so that's their main concern. So it's entirely up to you. And, you know, being suddenly exposed to that, guess what I did in my first and second year? I just partied. You know, yeah. I had a lot of fun. I, I didn't really give, you know... Uh, <laughs> you know, you didn't give two hoots about your studies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have the same story. In <laughs> fact, I failed my first year. I took... In my second year, I... I went, I, I still managed to go to second year, but I actually had to double down. I took additional classes to basically get better scores from my first year. Yeah. So I had to do double duty. In fact, I did that twice. <laughs> so it was the first year yeah. where I screwed up, and then in the third year... <laughs> yeah, and I think this is, this is one of the huge uh, potential traps, especially when it comes to, uh, you know... Uh, UK education, right? First years don't count mm. towards your final score, right? So first year, all you need to do is just pass. Mm. So that's where you take things for granted because you just, I just need a passing mark. Mm -hmm. But that's where the trap is because I partied so much in the first year that um, when it comes to my second year, I didn't do very well because I was, I was so used to going out. I was so used to going to home parties, going to the clubs and just enjoying my freedom that when it comes to second year, I did so bad in my studies that by the third year, I had to make a huge change. Um, yeah, to be able to get through university. So it was, it was a good thing I even graduated with honours. <laughs> That's a lot better than what I can say. <laughs> like, so, okay, for me, in my third year, I remember I failed a couple of subjects, a couple of units. And then in my fourth year, I, when I counted the number of subjects I had left to pass, Okay, and this is provided I pass everything. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was already sure that in one of the two semesters left, I had to do additional units for that semester. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the units I had, had left was really hard. 
So I made the decision to go go for summer school. Wow. Summer school in Australia is uh, six weeks, I think. It happens. It starts in the first week of January. It goes on to the middle of February, where I remember celebrating my Chinese New Year there, and I took two subjects there. So in my final year, I had nine, nine subjects. Mm-hmm. I ended up taking two of those subjects in summer, so that I have seven for the remaining semester. Provided yep. I passed yep. everything. Fortunately, I passed everything, but despite doing this. To help my education, I ended up having a summer fling. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there was this girl who I knew from before. I wasn't close with her, but in summer there's a very limited number of students. Yep. A lot of your friends are not there. I had a fling with her. Fortunately, it didn't affect my studies, but you know you end up doing things like like you mentioned, doing things independently. Yep. Where you had a routine, and you just didn't want to get out of the routine. Yeah, it was too comfortable. It was comfortable, you know. I remember doing things, simple things like going to the laundry is like a date. You go with her, drive your car to the laundry at two in the morning, put the coin in, wait for twenty minutes for your for your for your clothes to wash or dry, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, so I had all these dating habits from Australia. That when I came back here. Well, I'm not gonna go with anyone to do laundry. It's not that. Romantic. Yeah, it's a complete opposite, right? <laughs> and here's one of the things as well that I feel is different, um, especially when it comes to relationship that you've had overseas. Um, living in is a normal occurrence, as mm-hmm. in like your girlfriend living together with you. Uh, I think it's a very normal thing, especially when it's overseas, right? So, um, you know, my ex basically stayed with me um, for our, so we were dating for a good almost four years. And, you know, three, three years, she pretty much lived with me. So, under the same roof. Um, and, you know, when I, when I was talking about how I loved how independent she was, it's... How do I put this? She's very studious by nature. Okay. Right? Obviously, because mm. she had to make a living, right? She mm. didn't have a dad to depend on. And so, she was very, very studious. She was taking um, uh, pharmacology. Oh. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And so, you know, I wasn't studying all the time, yeah. <laughs> as I was mentioning, but she never pestered me about it. That's the thing. Uh. She never pestered me about it. So, so she was just doing her own thing. She um, expected you to have that discipline and study on your own. Yeah, but she didn't enforce it, you see. That's the yeah. thing that I... Because it's the Western style of yeah. Yeah. upbringing. Correct. Alright, it's right, you know, it's it's pretty much them living their own lives. Like yes, it would be great if your significant other could, you know, put in the effort towards that kind of thing. But never once I felt that, you know, I had I got that from her, which is why it's a good thing. Mm. Because I I would have never liked that kind of pressure anyway. Um eventually I got my act together, but that was the one thing that I was very grateful in a sense that because I feel a lot of it has to come from trust. If you don't trust your significant other, you wouldn't be able to behave this way. But that would apply everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're in 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 the UK or in Brunei. You yeah. still need to trust your your partner here. Yeah. But so but why do... why is it so hard to date here? Like for me, I know in Brunei, for one, the pool is limited. Oh. <laughs> that is one thing, right? And being at my age, where I'm almost forty, it's 
harder to date someone in your age bracket and you have to go either you go down the the pool of uh, much younger much younger girls and there's nothing wrong with that because half the time I don't even act my age <laughs> <laughs> you and me both <laughs> but it's still harder to meet them because you're not in that age group you're not in the same social circles yeah and I feel that that's why there's a clear difference, right? Especially here, you don't meet new people normally. Mm. So here, it's always, it always has to be through a friend of a friend. Mm. Or, I don't know, if you go to the same, I don't know, like church or go to the same dance studio or whatever it is. At least in the same kind of activity, you might meet someone. Same level of interest yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Not as when, you know, when you, let's say, you know, back, back in the days of university where you would just hang out normally. Meet new people almost naturally, you know, yeah, very naturally, naturally. <laughs> very naturally, right? Um, yeah, it's just completely. <laughs> How do we solve this, man? We've been know. we've had this question <laughs> for a while. Like, I've been single for such a long time. I think there's a part of me that doesn't want to be attached. Yeah. So I know you're not like this, but I'm very much loving my 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 life the way it is. I can't imagine it any other way I enjoy doing things on my own making my own decisions without having to think about other people Mm -hmm. maybe that's selfish but the idea of having somebody there and then me having to talk to her hey what do you think about going to this place today or tomorrow to eat it's like no in my head I'm like thinking I want to eat fish and chips I'm gonna go have fish and chips I don't care you know, <laughs> so just the idea of like sharing even my decision making is like, oh geez, do I want to do this? <laughs> but I, I know you you're different because you you want to do this. You you're quite. I have. It's a back and forth. Mm. I feel like it's a, it's a very back and forth. There was a period in 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 my life where I felt really lonely and um, you know that I was really looking for because I feel like the happiest times in life. I feel that when they're shared, it, it makes a great deal of a significance, right? Especially you know, when you can share certain happy memories with your, your significant other or with, with just somebody else, even just friends, you know? Um, you shouldn't have to go through life alone, right? I feel that that's a, that's a lot harder than... Uh, uh, definitely when you don't have somebody to uh, lean on and to depend on, to encourage you and to support you. So, I think the support is one thing. La. I'm not quite sure about going through life sharing your happiness with people because I have pretty happy moments and I yeah, don't Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying as a single you can't but it's just like me personally I felt like it was such a back and forth because I was so used to having somebody there Ah, right that when I didn't it, it felt really empty mm. right? It's, it's like something that's just been um, um, taken away from you so for a good period of years especially because I've been single now for a couple of years now and mm. it's been a journey Right? It's been a journey for me to sort of learn how to appreciate being single. You know, to learn how to love yourself, you know, taking ownership of your life once again and not being able to depend and not being able to tie in, um, sorry, not tying in your happiness with somebody. You sound like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know a few girls that talk like this. <laughs> uh, maybe I've gotten soft over the years. Who knows? Um, <laughs> because... But I mean, 
maybe for me it's the other thing, the other way. I need to learn to not be so selfish, to mm. to learn to be willing to share because I'm so protective of my time, my dishes, my decision making, my freedom to make those decisions that I don't want to share. <laughs> Which is why we make really good friends, right? Because <laughs> we've always got opposing views. <laughs> You're a certain type, I'm a certain type, and it's great. <laughs> it's like, I would like to... Okay, so, think about this, right? The kind of girl you would want to date. Mm-hmm. Okay, right now, what kind of character or, or behaviours or, or, you know, habits you would have? Like, for me, I need to date someone who is independent. Yeah. So because... Like I said, I'm pretty selfish with my time, with my decision making. I need her to have her own life as well. I don't want her to always be at my side. I would love to have her by my side to support me in my decision making or some of the things that I do. But I will also do the same for her. But at the same time, it's not a instant one plus one. Yeah. You know, I remember many, many times when I was dating, you know, and people would send wedding invites. They'd be like, on the wedding invite, it says, Jason plus one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do I have to bring my plus one? Because for one, I had, I had this ex-girlfriend who was not very, I won't say not very good terms with all my friends, but she just wasn't very approving of them. So she never wanted, atta- wanted to attend any of my friends' weddings or functions right. and things like that. So... Being the independent person, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You don't have to go. I don't have to bring you. They will probably ask me why I never bring you. But it is for us, between the two of us, Yeah, it, it was an understanding like, yeah, I can do this on my own. You can do this on your own. If you want to come, you can come. You don't want to come, just let me know. I so agree. I'm I, the same. Some, somebody like that would suit me just well. So she'll have her own life. She has her own goals and ambitions. I will come into the picture every once in a while. But it doesn't have to be automatic. Yeah. 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 So she has to, for me, I need to have somebody like that. Someone who is independent. At the same time, and maybe this is, uh, this is probably demanding too much. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I do have my moments where I, I am pretty lame. <laughs> I make lame comments or lame jokes. Basically quite lame. <laughs> And I need, despite her being an independent person, I need someone who can appreciate this side of me. Oh yeah, I get what you <laughs> We all have our, 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 our dirt moments. Right? Yeah, the dirt moments. <laughs> well, what's your, your ideal? Well, see, this is the thing. I used to have an ideal. Right. Right. And then... But now, as the years <laughs> progress, I feel that... And then your standards dropped. <laughs> In, in some ways, yes, I would say. Uh, but at the same time, I started disbelieving in an ideal. Okay. So, I'm sure this goes for a, lo- a lot of people in the sense that you do have an ideal picture in your mm. head. But that's what I found so dangerous over the years, especially, you know, because um, we've all had this, I feel. Uh, so, a lot of times when, let's say, you don't really know someone, right? But you know you're really into them, whether it's, you know... They're really pretty or, you know, you sort of generally know them, but you don't know them personally on mm. a deeper level, right? So I think as guys, we generally fall into the trap of liking someone and we paint this fantasy about them 
their character, how they're like, and this and that. We follow the idea of, of them, not mm. them themselves as who they are, but our idea of them, and we paint that picture, and that becomes our ideal. So I feel like, you know, over the years, like a couple of times of doing this, I feel like it was so dangerous to do these things. In a sense, that you, you, you sort of get more disappointed out of it rather than, you know, when you do get to know the girl uh, at the I end of the day. I think I'm a bit different. I don't, yeah. I've never really painted an ideal on top of a girl. Like, when I'm entering into a relationship, I remember a couple of times where I'm like, do I really want to do this? Like, do I want to be with her? So I remember entering into one relationship where I was doubting whether it would work. Because mm. I know she didn't fit into the ideal which, which uh, I had in my head. Like, she wasn't independent. She was very sticky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She was very possessive. And I like a bit of possessiveness, but this was nuts. <laughs> I'm surprised you went ahead of it. Yeah, so I, I did. I gave it a shot. So I'm, I don't think I painted an ideal. I was hoping she would change. Mm. You know, I guess in this sense, I'm a bit like the girl where I enter into the relationship hoping that she will change. Yeah. But she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's if, funny, there's, if right? there's anybody listening to this, <laughs> um, here's a little advice. Don't go into a relationship hoping that other significant person will change, I would say. Yeah, I think girls do that don't, more don't often than guys. Don't be too hopeful that they will because more likely than not, they won't. <laughs> unless, unless you specifically tell them I want to change, and you're going to help me. <laughs> Maybe that should be the, the criteria now. It's it like, I want to be a better person, and you're going to help me be a better person. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. Like, we have very different dating experiences. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Despite very, the fact that we may have gone overseas to experience the Western culture, we come back, and we're still so far apart in terms of how we see our yeah, relationship. yeah. Because, well, here's, here's one interesting story um, Blast from the past um, They're all blast from the past That's why we're single now, man <laughs> There was one that A lot of friends Which is why I, I think that How I think is so different from Normal Asian culture, right? Because um, Same girl uh, as, as the ones that I met in, uh, The one that I met in uni, right? So we Took a holiday Went to Hong Kong Hung out with a bunch of friends Went to the club Right? Um, obviously, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Asia. So there, um, during that night, I wasn't sticky with her. I'm, I'm never sticky with anybody. Okay. Right? So she was free to hang out with her friends and whatever it is. And, you know, and one of the guys, uh, someone among our, our um, you know, circle of friends, he approached me and he was like, hey, why aren't you with, you know, your girlfriend? I was saying... I just want to sit down and chill and, mm. and, you know, drink a glass of beer. That was it, right? Um, I don't see why I got to be with her 24-7 when right? she mm-hmm. has her own life to live. So, and what, what he said in response was really interesting. Because like, well, do you know that if you do that here, it means that the girl is single. And it's like, you know, if, if the girl doesn't have a boyfriend around, it means that, you know, she's single and other guys can approach her and this and that. And I was like, well, then that's for her decision to make. Mm. It's... Not for me to sort of, you know, control who she can be or, or cannot be with, right? If, if some guy approached her and she doesn't do anything about it, that's on her, that's not on me, right? So I would, ex- I would expect that kind of, um, I don't know, 
would you call it independence kind of thing? It is an independent thing. Yeah. So you would expect her to make the right decision and tell the guy. Exactly. Tell the guy approaching, so hey, I'm with this guy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's different when I uh, when it's back here. But that's Hong Kong, right? It is Hong Kong. That's surprising Hong Kong. because it Hong is, Kong is, is quite a British place. Yeah, and there had there were guys who were trying to pick her up and things like that, which I wasn't that bothered about. Interesting. I never had that freedom because they're always next to me. <laughs> it's like when I go out and my girlfriend's with me, she makes sure everybody knows that she's with me. I'm like, okay. Not that, not that she doesn't, but I mean, you know, I mean, we're, we're already in our fourth year relationship. I mean, mm. you know, I don't see the point in being super clingy and possessive. Clingy is good. Clingy is fine. I'm not, I'm not like totally against clinging, right? Hey, um, I love clingy, man. Yeah. How you show affection. Just not over. You know, there's always that five love languages. Um, it's important that everybody knows, you know, where they are, where they, what they're looking for and how they give and receive love. And that's great. Um, but yeah, I don't see why. I just don't understand it. <laughs> okay. So, now we've, talking, uh, we've spoken about a lot of our dating experience overseas. We're talking, we've talked about how it's quite different here. Yeah. And we've also spoken about our diminishing pool of options. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it doesn't look very good for either of us. <laughs> we've pretty much, if anyone is still listening to this, right? After, I don't know, 25 minutes already. If anyone is still listening to this, if there's a girl out there who's like, Hey, this guy sounds like somebody I would date. They might be quite put off by now. <laughs> Quite possibly, yes. <laughs> so yes, the Single Guys podcast, it'll continue. <laughs> because it will remain that way. <laughs> it's going to remain the Single Guys because we're going to remain single, not by choice. <laughs> oh man, this is horrible. <laughs> we're killing ourselves here. <laughs> we are killing ourselves. <laughs> we're killing our uh, market value. <laughs> what market value? I think it was all gone already from like... 10 minutes well, I, do hope, I do hope to retain some. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this has been fun. Uh, this has been a good episode of the Single Guys Podcast. Follow us on Instagram on the.singleguys and then send us an email if you like uh, at thesingleguys.podcast at gmail.com. Yep, and as usual guys, let us know what you want us to talk about. If yes. you have any ideas. This is Jason. This is Desmond. And we are out. Bye.